Taylor Wayne Hoffer to another edition of Disruption Nation. Today we have Lisa Carnley on. Hi, how are you? Welcome to Disruption Nation. Exci- I'm glad to be here. Excited to have her. Disruption Nation, if you're not familiar, it's a show, it's a podcast, it's a platform, it's a YouTube show where we uh, showcase people that are disrupting their space in a positive way. And Lisa's done that on a, on a handful of different levels, and we're, uh, I'm excited to dive in. I, I don't know how excited. She looks excited, you know, so. But, um, but yeah, so let's see, 15 years in the real estate world, and a lot of that she's been cooking a lot, and I don't even believe it. She's making fun of my, my, my almond, my snack food a second ago, and I've eaten zero of her uh, fantastic food yet, so. We're, we're I was a celebrity chef. Celebrity like chef. Hottest chef in Houston, best Cajun restaurant, best tables, best classes. So and she, I know it's in there somewhere. Um, we <laughs> grew up in Houma, Louisiana. <laughs> I don't never heard of Homa, Louisiana. <laughs> Married a gal from Homa. You know, my firstborn was uh, born in Terrebonne Parish. So, um, yeah, let's, and then. You, you want me to tell you a funny story yeah, tell, about tell, Homa, Louisiana? Tell, tell me about Homa, Louisiana real quick. Yeah. So, I, I moved to Homa, Louisiana, and we were the only Asians here on the West Coast. Okay. Okay. And um, we were adopted by this blonde hair, blue eyed white guy. And uh, that was my dad, real army brat, raised us, didn't want, he wouldn't let us speak Vietnamese or anything like that. And let's just say I didn't love Homa. I love my Homa family now, but I didn't love Homa growing up. It was really hard on me. And um, when I graduated, left, and I was like, never coming back to Homa. And, but I came. How old were you when you left? Well, 18, but I went to college. Oh, wow. All right. And, so um, but the thing was, years old all the way. I still had 18. to, yeah, but I had to come back because my dad was still living there. So my dad <clears> had, <throat> had a couple friends in Homa, Louisiana. Uh, when I turned 23, my dad passed away. And I was like, I will never come back to this city ever again. That was it. That was Homa for me. That was done for. Homa is written off. Fast forward 10 years ago in my restaurants and gentleman comes walking up to my counter hey how are you doing my husband my husband now yeah Stephen Benoit <laughs> came into my restaurant and I guess you know we talked and I was like yeah cool whatever I'm from the same city well lo and behold I married a man and I'm back with a single man what uh-huh that's crazy <laughs> And they, you never know. You they, never know. I said, uh, so the joke is, well, my dad had jokes when he was alive. He has jokes when he's dead. He, every holiday. I was there just a couple of weeks ago, and then I'll be there right after Christmas. We're spending our New Year's there. I absolutely love my family in Homa. I just never thought I would go back. My That's college wild. That is a story right there. <laughs> No idea what direction you're going, <laughs> no. Steven, Major props, good job. Obviously, I don't know. That's, that's wild. He he makes fun of me. My kids I would too. love it in yeah. Homa, and he's like, "How about we retire in Homa?" I was like, "I I don't know. I I don't know if I could do that." So, <laughs> that is 
crazy. So um, Lisa has seven-month-old, two, two-year-old, and then 13? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then so when we met, she had just one. <laughs> just you know, one. I haven't known her that long. You know? when you were, I think when we I met did the two magazine, and a half years ago. Y- yes. When we were doing the magazine shoot, I was actually a couple months pregnant. I did, just did, didn't did, say did, anything. Did, said nothing. <laughs> yeah. Had no idea. And anyway, couldn't tell them pictures. Good job. <laughs> Beauty secrets. So, um, yeah. So, and then, let's see. You were telling me about um, on, on Fox wearing a man beater. Is that right? Instead <laughs> of wife beater. Uh, on Fox, uh, so uh, should be able to pull that off somehow. So, uh, I had restaurants for the past 10, 10 years or so, and it was called the Cajun Shop. It's still open now. Uh, Where is it? It's in downtown, East Downtown, on uh, twenty one thirty Jefferson Street. There's Give a plug, a plug for you guys. Yeah, what, um, what, what's the name of it again? The Cajun Shop. The Cajun a Shop. A lot of people who are on Drumming. Facebook Live, they they know about it. Yeah. And um, I will. I love Cajun food. Yeah, best cowboys in town. I'm married. Tell them same <laughs> deal, you know. So I started off as a stay-at-home mom. I um I really didn't have any family whenever I, I came to Houston. Um, I was one of those per- persons who cleaned up people from New Orleans. I, I I left home. I went to Baton Rouge, to New Orleans, to Florida, to Mississippi, and then here. But it was because All Katrina kind of. I lived in like 11, 12 places after Katrina. I was really displaced and the meaning of single mom, I didn't have anything. But, so I, single mom, started this little restaurant over here. And, um, you know, I worked really hard and I had a lot of people that supported me. There was a lot of people watching that supported me 10 years ago and they're supporting everything that I do today. And um, I was, I was on TV several times a year, and I'll getting write-ups for Cowboys, That's Crawfish. Awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was, you know, the first couple of times, just like now, I'm all fancy and stuff like that. But after a couple of them, I'm like, let's do something fun. So they asked me if I could teach people how to make crawfish. Yeah. Um, you know, how do you cook your crawfish? So we did an episode with Ruben Dominguez, and um, – I wore, I, I, I went out and found out a real gaudy red plaid shirt, tied it up, and I wore my man beater underneath it mm-hmm. and some Cajun Reeboks. And for those of you who don't know what it is, Cajun are, to the core. <laughs> they are mud boots. Yeah, mud and boots. And so I did a full TV interview. Mud boots playing with mud bugs. <laughs> in Cajun Reeboks my man beater and a real gaudy outfit. I even had pigtails pinned back and I think there's a picture on Instagram somewhere. But we had a <laughs> we had a lot of fun. They they played it three or four times that day. It was because it was hilarious. But uh, I've been on T V several times and CW thirty nine I was on there once and never did I get bitten by crawfish, the stinking crawfish while I was holding them up and he's talking about me. They reached down while we were alive and pinched me in one hand, and every terrible word that I knew came out. And I'm they and love they were loving all that. I'm known. You for can the, drop them here if you want, but yeah, on CW39 or Fox, they, probably not. They, I'm known <laughs> for the biggest crawfish in the city, like largest crawfish in Houston. I always paid the most money for the largest crawfish of the season. So let me tell you, they weren't these little pieces. They were like this, and they were, ugh. Dang. So, uh, 
and then you should see his face. He's like, and I'm, and then we go back, we get back home, and dang, other one pinches me. So most of that episode was me yelling out of yeah, yeah. profanity. Cajun in distress, <laughs> Cajun in distress. Uh, we've taken over one of the news studios once. My crawfish bucket, I bought live crawfish, and um, my crawfish bucket fell over, and I didn't realize it, and um, they were doing the news. And then all of a sudden, the crawfish were like roaming up to them, and the camera zooms in on my crawfish, and I look up, he picks them up, and he starts doing the news broadcast with the crawfish. Yeah. And I'm getting uh, voicemails, I'm getting phone calls, everybody's calling me, and it's like, your crawfish. They're doing the news with your crawfish <laughs> <laughs> TV. Man, and it was crazy. getting replayed. I was like, I think there was a GIF on it too, so it was kind of funny. So I didn't know she was raging Cajun literally until yesterday, and I saw you know when we were at home, I'm like, that's crazy. How did I how did I miss that? But I missed it, and we discovered it, and that's exciting. All right, so uh, a little bit of business. So along with all of that, with the food that I've never eaten, that yes. I hope to at least sample or try one day, I'm gonna go to the restaurant downtown though. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. But uh, so over uh, over 200 realtors right now is how many are at Abbey Realty, and uh, I just want, uh, in my opinion, you know, y'all are taking the the um, Greater Houston area by storm. <laughs> Excuse me, maybe it's closer to 300. <laughs> I thought we were over two. We are, but um, but yeah. So talk a little bit about Abbey Realty and, and, and your role there. And uh, I just met uh, Frank, right, the owner, mm-hmm. and fantastic gentleman. An honor and pleasure. We had you know lunch just the other day. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about the shop. I mean, I got the tour, fantastic facility in spring on Oak Farm. Is that Oak right? Ridge. Oak Ridge, excuse me. And um, anyway, beautiful office. So um, let me tell you a little bit about Frank. I, uh, Frank was the first person I chose whenever mm. I was thinking about, um, you know, my changes in career. And the reason why I chose him was I, um, didn't know a lot of people that did probably recruit or train as well as I did. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to level up and go with somebody who was just going to make me a little bit stronger. And um, the other reason why I was, he was the only person I was losing agents to. You know? Yeah, so I'm I remember like, talking well, about you that. Know, yeah. I'm just going to go over there and Can't find out. Can't beat him, join him, right? <laughs> that is it. Yeah. So smart though. A lot of people don't is, do that. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing I love about him is he genuinely cares about the agents. He actually. Given that anybody more charismatic. He. he, yeah. he and so he's like, the, he and I are like male, Guy's female magnet. versions of each other. Like he, he cares. He genuinely cares mm-hmm. about the agents. He cares about their well-being, about their business. And he wants the business to grow. But at the same time, the building that, that you saw. It's open to the agents. He does not charge them for anything. And it's like, use it as you need it. Throw your kids' birthday parties there. Take your dogs there. We'll have a dog run in the back. Roast marshmallows. He feeds me almost every day. And that's probably why I'm so happy right now. Um, but, you know, there's, they, they, they take care of their agents there. It's, it's, you care about your business. He offers all the training. But on a personal level, he cares about their well-being. There's so many stories, and he actually knows us a lot. And that's kind of how I felt when I sat down with him. I I was overseeing 162 agents, and I know about my agents. I know what they're doing. I know what they're not doing. I know why they're not producing. 
who's doing well, whose birthday it was. And it's not because I was just being nosy. It's, you know, if you want them to be strong in their business, you have to know about them. And that's kind of why I, I did so well with, with my um, recruiting and my mentoring. Right. So at Abby, I do about the same thing. I recruit, um, but that's just kind of a little bit of what I do. The majority of my time I spend on developing brand new real estate agents. I take all the crazy, like all the training with them. Champions, I love getting people from champions. They, they get the great education there. Mm-hmm. But then I take it, I turn it into real life scenarios. And then I take all, all these classes that they go to and I say, okay, you went from a class, let's take the awe out of it and let me give you some direction. Let's start building your business as soon as you, you know, we get that foundation within a couple of weeks, let's start putting business into your pipeline. I teach them how to get that business immediately instead of getting them to process all of that. And sometimes it takes months for people to do it. So I get to know about them. This is how you learn. Okay, this is best for you. Sure. And I think that's kind of what helps. Does yeah, kind of. Yeah, and it does. It sounds absolutely. I mean, you got to mold it to you know it's a case by case situation. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed, however, on how you're doing it. With 170 plus, what's the count? So I had 162 agents. Now I'm just overseeing most of the uh, brand new agents at Abbey. Uh, I've brought on just just in the last couple months um, about maybe 30 or 29, 30 ish. Gotcha. Um, we're doing very well, Good but Abby has a lot of brand new agents that were already there that I'm working with also. Gotcha. And then uh, Adam Olson. Adam Olson's team is awesome. I'm, I haven't met him yet, but I've met his team. and He's uh, sat right there. He's been on the show. Yes. So yeah. I'm excited to meet him, but uh, I know he's homegrown. You know, uh, Frank, Frank's been working with him, and they have a fantastic team feeling. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, yeah, killing it. So yeah. he, he is. His team's rocking it. They're always up there. They're always top producers every month. And um, yeah, I, so I've never met him. He's going to be on the cover in 2020 um, at Houston Real Producers. And yeah, yeah, I was just talking about it earlier. He was one of the very, he's the first person that we did uh, as a rising star. And then is now going to be on the cover oh. just because me too he, he was there he deserves to be there yeah, yeah no he's uh he's really awesome and he's young yeah. I w- I we'll, wish. we'll see you soon man right right here not yeah, this month but yeah <laughs> in due time so yeah no there's a lot of really great producers and the one thing about abby is they're focused on agent productivity mm-hmm. so they're wanting their per agent average to be the highest you know, so you take the number of agents they have and the number of transactions and you average it out. They're averaging around nine per agent a year, which is a really high number. But they just What's that compared to you, some of the other brokerages around town? Well, I can say from my past experience, you know, you'd get agents on and it really wouldn't matter if the agents were producing. So your average is, if you take the numbers and run it out, it's, you know, say you have 500 agents, but only... A uh, hundred agents are producing, and they're only producing, you know, maybe one or two transactions. Numbers are a little bit higher. Yeah. Average. So I didn't know you were going to ask me that number, but that's not what my calculator worked that out. But they they want all agents to produce. They're not going just to get to three hundred, get to five hundred, get to a thousand.
present. Mm -hmm. They're bringing on agents, and we're working with everybody individually to get them to produce on an individualized level and not kind of add on to the average of more experience, more numbers, newer ones getting a couple in. But if the newer right. ones are doing well, kind of works out, I guess. Yeah, it does. And, and so, God, what were we talking about just the other day with, uh, you know, I know Remax Farm Properties, you know, shout out to, to Remax Farm Properties, some of my, you know, best friends in that office. Mm -hmm. um, we featured a lot of them. And I think, I think 185-ish is the their agent count, mm -hmm. right? And it's the largest in the nation, you know, and they're in Sugarland. They're not, they're just down the street. And that's, that's, that's crazy. Um, so have y'all have surpassed them with, with something? What, what was it what uh, we were talking about the other day? It was production per agent. Production per agent. Okay, but, but <laughs> what were yeah, we talking about? Yeah, it was about? the same one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's phenomenal because, I mean, they have a lot of agents that produce a lot, you know, so. Yeah. But that, they're, that's, that's but the they're probably them. also higher in numbers, too. So um, some people might have higher numbers than Abby right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, as far as sales, like prices, million dollars and mm -hmm. stuff. But number of transactions is what kind of gets them in right now. But eventually we'll work on those averages. Adam can you drive us there? Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> or we're gonna go we're gonna go there together, Adam. So uh, <laughs> hey shout out to Adam by the way. <laughs> Cracking on him. But what um what are some of the uh, the challenges that you face, you know, I guess with um you know with your role since you've been, you know, an, an agent? So what I've brought to Abby is a new agent program, um, which I've been utilizing in the past. I created it. I've been working on it for years, and I've, I've pretty much um, rebranded everything. Right. It's very new agent friendly. You come on, and the first thing you do is um, set up your agent number. Hey, do you want to know who we're calling? So yeah. just the basics and stuff like that. But it's real easy. It's it's like right there to the point, one page. Um, of course, I'm I have that. Um, Maybe a little ADD. I kind of sit too many minutes on the mic. This is like actually getting me up in here right now. The, these, are, <laughs> these are the people that I get along probably the best with because yeah, I'm, I'm right, I'm right there too. So, um, um, but I want to make it quick, easy, to the point. And I think the agents say, um, everybody that I've worked with in the past, they like that. Yeah. Like, what do you want? Yes, my day is great. What and do you yeah, want? Yeah, people want to get to the bottom <laughs> of it right now, and yeah, and then there's so, so much of, of but, life um, and businesses. That but that's that what I'm, I'm adding to Abby is a, a new agent program. Um, we're developing and growing the coaching program, but brand new agents that come in, they actually have direction, and they can immediately start producing instead of having to wait and learn all kinds of stuff that they might not remember. They're just learning how to produce right in the beginning. Are you, and you can say no, are you comfortable with talking about like slips as to why an agent or, you know, whoever's going to be watching this? Because yes. I mean, I know y'all are growing in growth so mode and recruiting. Let me tell you. You know, so yeah. Abby does not make money. A Abby actually makes negative money um, bringing on agents. It costs us a hundred bucks an agent a month. Um, it doesn't cost an agent anything to sign on with us. Okay, Zero. so sign on free. So uh, there is no sign on. The split is... An 80-20 split with you're an experienced agent is a 70-30 split with the mentorship program. If you're brand new, you're required to be on the mentorship program. There's a cap of $10,000, easy to reach, but what we offer with that is um, you get KB4, which uh, we don't charge you anything for it. Uh, it's free. You get your own free website, and it is IDX friendly. It's, uh, it's an IDX website, which is compatible with HAR integrates and it updates 
daily with your information. So you can literally take your uh, one of your landing pages out of your website, post it on your Facebook, somebody types in information, and it gets captured. So that's really great for new um, new agencies. Sure. No cost because a website costs between five and eight hundred up to a thousand dollars to get it to work like that. Uh, we offer training every single day, and then um, orientations for new agents. We have uh, a new agent program for them to get into. So it's a wide variety of things. But for experienced agents like myself, um, it's a great place to grow, learn, and to build a team. I actually have a brokerage license. I did not want to have my own brokerage. And when I came to Frank, I was like, I prefer if I could come here and do this. And he's like, yeah, sure. And But he allows uh, growth at any level. If you want to get to the next level, Frank says, let's go there together. He'll take you there, and he'll give you a plan for it. It's fantastic. And wh- where do you see uh, you know the market going in the next you know four to five years? I mean, shoot, y'all are going to hit 300 within the next probably six months it sounds like but so we're actually uh we we now well in the past three or four months we've been having multiple team meetings and uh we have team leaders in cody area clear lake uh cypress 249 area and actually here in galleria they are meeting and so we're bringing in agents in different area and actually once we get to certain mark of however many numbers Say if you get about 25 agents in the Galleria area, we're actually mm-hmm. looking at putting offices in the different locations so that way the agents have places that are closer to home. But, I mean, in my past, I've trained agents from Fort Sharon all the way to Montgomery County, and I didn't have to leave my home. Sat from the house and worked with everyone else. Yeah. I tell agents that you don't always have to come into the office Frank has a beautiful office. I love to go to it. It's actually, I've never, like, I woke up this morning, and I really wanted to go to the office first before I came here, but I woke up late. (laughs) And I had to take the kids to daycare. But, um, you know, he's going to start branching out, but we're going to lock down our new agent system, and we're going to make sure that all our agents internally are productive and happy before we start growing too fast. That's awesome. I mean, I can tell that you put a lot of uh, time and energy into the new agent program. Sounds like that's a big, obviously, mm-hmm. focus of value add for y'all to, you know, to offer agents and then uh-huh. and, and be able to grow, which I think is fantastic. So, yeah. um, tell people real quick how to get a hold of you. You can call me. Caller eight three two nine six four Lisa, and um, yeah. Are you serious? The, if, your, if you your, your name is if, your, your phone number. If you young people don't know how to dial that number, it's eight three two nine six four five four seven two. Yes, it does say Lisa. AKA Lisa. So That's yeah, back in the day when we had those dial numbers, you could actually type in L I S A, but now you can't. Eight three two nine six four Lisa, or you can email me at Benoit Lisa C at Gmail Call up, have a conversation. They're growing. They're growing fast, and they have one of the best training programs in the city and some really, really, really good people there, um, obviously. So um, anyway, I'm a fan of, of your work and what y'all are doing. I'm a big supporter, so mm-hmm. keep up what you're doing. Um, all right, I got some questions for you. Let's see here before we get out of here. <laughs> what, uh, what's your favorite restaurant? What do you eat there? My favorite restaurant? Yeah. Actually, my favorite. Let me just tell you what my, what my favorite place to eat is. It's Actually, at home, my chef is my husband. So, actually, 
at home, my husband cooks more than I do. Really? And he asked me where we want, what our anniversary is coming up. Happy anniversary, honey. Uh, four years? The 19th. Yes, four years. And he asked me where I wanted to go to eat. And I said, can we get the grandparents, grandparents? Well, you can't. Will you babysit for us? So I, I said, can we pawn the kids off on the grandparents? And can you get me a tomahawk steak and grill it in the Gruyere at home and just get us some sides and 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 I'll be very happy That's because fantastic. he spoiled me. Um, his steaks taste better at home than I'm going to eat. And he's not even a chef. He's just my husband. But he, ha- of course, he has to be better than me, hubby. <laughs> just my husband. So, but um, no, that, that's that's uh, my impressive. favorite place. Kills it on the egg, huh? Yes, on the egg. But you know, I have to pick a restaurant. I love Three Arts and Woodlands. Very nice. All right, what's your favorite product or brand that you can't live without? <clears throat> well, my favorite product is wine, and it doesn't matter <laughs> what brand. That's why it's good. <laughs> oh man, they have they, they have wine in Homa. I didn't even know y'all had wine down there. Like <laughs> so, when I had the restaurants on Fridays during Lent, yeah, um, not wine, but uh, you could walk in at ten thirty in the morning, and I'd already be having the communion. Yeah, no, y'all the dri- that was the first place I think I did the drive-through daiquiri, <laughs> yeah, situation. And uh, you know, my my wife she was giving me a hard time. She's like, y'all don't have drive-through daiquiri products in Houston. I was like, so not a thing here. So it is, and so I was the first one in Houston. To figure out the loopholes, I was you had you could go to the Cajun shop and get takeout daiquiris, and I was always like, "Are you doing this to me?" Well, at first, I didn't know there were other restaurant owners coming and asking me, so I would just kind of tell them. But I figured it out. And what's the loophole? Can we can we talk about well, it? Well, yes. So it's as long as it's in a sealed container, but you couldn't have your liquor license. You had to have only a beer and wine permit, which was what I had, and. Um, and a beer and wine permit is just like a grocery store permit. You could take that out as long as it was sealed. I figured out how to seal it, and I did not ever deliver it with a check. So I was not promoting drinking and driving. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There was my secret, but I'm not in the restaurant business anymore. <laughs> right, yeah, loopholes are, yeah, they, they exist. You have to take advantage of them. So. All right, what about a dream? What's your dream car? Do you have a dream car? What's my dream car? Yeah. Yeah, now I'm a little backwards. I, I am going to get one of those big old Suburbans so I could fit my kids in, in that. Everybody's like, why do you want got three. You don't have eight. But so I think they're awesome. I, Still a great, great vehicle. So guess what kind of car I drove to school in my senior year? Tom Accord. Say it. I drove CRX. a beautiful silver hardtop 1981 Corvette. What? To I had the most badass school going I mean car going to school. Do you know what the problem with that was? was yeah. When you wanted to take your friends home, they had to fit in the freaking trunk and then it was kind of hard to fit wow, into the that trunk. A lot and we in actually can't get arrested for it now. I mean you probably could, but um, I would be able to fit two friends in the trunk and my the sister in the front. car. Wow. So it kinda I just like the car was so freaking small. Couldn't get our friends in, so even though I was driving the coolest car to school, it wasn't cool for me. And uh, if my dad knew, rest his soul, if he knew where I drove that car, I'd be in so much trouble. (laughs) 
Favorite favorite uh, <laughs> favorite book. <laughs> right now is yeah. uh, I think it's Eat That Frog. Frank gave it to me. Eat that frog. I am not a huge book read reader. And the frog is I mean the book is about this thin and uh, I could read it to my five year old in about ten minutes, but basically handle the it handle the biggest problem at the beginning of the day and the rest of your day is going to be easy. Yeah, and then you win. I know. Mm-hmm. The fundamentals, how frustrating are they? Because we all know, and then it's so easy, and then yeah. it's scary too. Especially my, when we're my, you know, ADD or whatever they call us, ADHD and hey, all the rest of it. I take care of mine every morning. Get to daycare, kids are there. Y'all, it's harder to manage two kids than 200 agents. I'm just saying. I can do 200 agents, and but two kids... Yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, I hear you. This it. is being recorded. <laughs> Favorite artist or uh, music genre? I love Christmas music. Yeah, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. I almost, I almost let in with that. I was like, we know it's not Christmas music. I asked her before the deal. <laughs> yeah, no, what is it though? <laughs> so I I love, I, I actually like to listen to everything. Except Christmas music. It's all right. I like everything but country, so it's all good. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually, I'm open to everything, especially since I've met my husband. I listen to country, anything and everything. And I What's he like? What's his favorite? Miranda Sings, I guess. I don't know. Heavy, I'm sorry if I said it wrong. But, you know, all those rock bands back in the days. And yeah, all right. All good. All right. We'll see. What else? Uh, don't dr- ask me if I watch TV. I don't watch TV. What either. about Dream Vacay? Dream Vacations. So I want to go back to Costa Rica Kay. and go fishing. All right. And you're thinking offshore? What are you fishing for? So last time we, we caught a marlin and some sailfish or any fish. So I'm a fisher woman. I love fish. That's why every time I call and you're fishing, I'm like, when are you going to take me? Pick that up in Homa. Your love for no, I picked fishing that up and crabbing and mud bugging. Biloxi, Mississippi. I actually lived there a couple years before, uh, before Homa. My grandparents were super poor. They were, uh, you know, they're from Vietnam and they were oyster suckers. And uh, sometimes we, uh, my grandparents, they're doing great now, but um, too poor to buy lunch or food, and we grew everything, and we fished it, so um, string, bottle, hook, you go down to the wow, pier, that's awesome. fish, bring home five or six fish, and that was lunch, and so... What kind of fish? Kingfish, bass, sometimes eels that would scare the crap out of us, but like little fish, catfish, you know, things that I might not eat now. Right, yeah. But yeah. I was a kid, and that fed us dinner um, yeah. with whatever greens my grandparents had in the so, and um, where, where was this? Where was that? In Biloxi, Mississippi. In Biloxi, okay. my, yeah, I was telling you. My yeah, mom yeah. passed through Homa. I popped out, went to Mississippi, lived there for a couple of years, and then um, my parents got married, and my dad came and took us to, uh, my stepdad came and took us to Homa, and that was, but I love fishing. My husband asked me where we want to go on honeymoon, and it's like France, Italy. I'm like, Mom, never been to he goes, for our honeymoon, you want to go fishing. You can do that anytime at home. I'm like, you want to go somewhere else. I want to go somewhere else. But Costa Rica, I'd love to go back. I mean, just anywhere where there's water. Yeah. I just, I love the water. I love being out there. I'm right there with you. Saltwater soul all day long. Yes, yeah, salt water. 
Um, favorite product or brand that you can't live without? You asked me that already. I want to ask again because I want to I'm going to say the same thing. The Give product is wine. It has no brand. All right. Best advice and who gave it to you? What? Best advice and who gave it to you? Best advice. Do what makes you happy. Um, my dad gave that to me. Um, <clears throat> growing up, there was. Yeah, I grew up around really hurricanes, and um, and um, and I, I saw people grow up. They became wealthy, millionaires. I'm surrounded by people who have a lot of money, but they're not happy. And so the best advice I, I tell people, I tell my agents all the time, is um, is to be happy with what you're doing. And I was telling Wayne earlier, you know, love yourself. That's you know, if, if I, I remind people once a year, I got to where I am because at some point I was so worried about making money, taking care of my kids, taking care of everybody else that I didn't take care of me and I ended up just kind of lost. And sure. then when I found myself, yeah. I was like, well, you know what? I'm sick and tired of taking care of everybody else. Sorry, everybody else. I love you yeah. all. But when I learned how to take care of myself and make me happy, this happiness is like, I love taking care of you, husband. I love taking care of you, kids. And I love taking care of my agents. I think that you do what makes you happy. Love yourself first. Love that. Because people can't love, love you without you loving yourself. It's, right. it's hard. How can people love you if you don't love you? Nope, 100% support it. You know, like people don't like the word like selfish or greed. I like both as long as you're selfish and you're greedy. And put in you a positive in, way. In a positive, yeah, to put you in a position to be able to you know, give back or love more or perform at a better level because you're happy. Because if yeah. not, that's not good. Yeah, you know? and my performance level, when I'm happy, like I, when I tell, tell Frank, I was like, I'm at Abby. I'm like, this is my happy place. I was like, I'm happy because you guys are happy. I was like, are you sure you didn't put something in the air? But... I am genuinely happy, and when I'm happy, I'm more productive, yeah. and and I'm definitely rubbing off on people around me. Yeah, too. absolutely, and yeah, and, 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 and I want to I want to give y'all y'all a plug because I've been in thousands of real estate offices over the last ten years, all over you know Greater Houston, and and you can tell when you walk in the door, you know there's there's a vibe or there's not, there's an air or there's not, or you know you feel super welcome, <laughs> you're like they don't even want me to be here, you know. So it's just it's and then Frank, the owner. Okay, I didn't know who he was. You know, he knew I was coming, but you know, walked in. I thought he was just a, a, a random nice agent, no clue. Ended up being, you know, the owner, and uh, just within a, a, a couple minutes, like I said, very charismatic, super down to earth, and you know, you, sometimes you don't necessarily always get that. It's you know, uh, there's a lot of that, you know, air. You know, you're immediately vetted. Like, who, who are you? What are you doing here? And it's like, mm -hmm. why, why are you going to scrutinize you know, someone that you have no idea, you know, who or what? Uh, anyway, so. Great atmosphere in your office, and uh, you're beaming. Uh, you should be, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, it's a fantastic place. So uh, one more time, tell people how to get a hold of you before we get out of here. 832-964-5472 uh, or Benoit, B-E-N-O-I-T, Lisa C. at gmail.com. Lisa, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it very Thanks much. Had a blast. And now we're wrapping it up. Thank you so much for checking us out, Disruption Nation podcast, YouTube show. Give us a like, a follow shares all that good stuff we're on spotify too your favorite podcast app and again we bring people on that are uh, disrupting their space in a positive way so keep kicking ass okay because you're doing a good job at that and can't wait to see what you guys do in uh in 2020 and with that 
Check us out on Tuesday. We're out of here. Hello, I am Tamara Manon with Fidelity National Title. I try to make a point to make this event each time Taylor has it. The caliber of quality of agents and partners in our industry all around are always very high. Hey, it's Nikki Gomez. I'm over at Keller Williams in the Woodlands. Today I had the great opportunity to be on Masterclass Houston with Houston Real Producers. The thing I liked the most was getting to meet all these wonderful people. We had a room full of people today and I like to hear from the other agents so I think I grew a little bit today. Hi I'm Lori Ford with Fidelity National Title. I loved this event. I loved the energy in the room. This was a true networking event. My name is Amanda Whitespear with eXp Realty. Taylor has set this up to where it's free for the agents and many people would pay probably hundreds of dollars to come here and learn from these top producers on how they sold 300 homes last year and how they built something from nothing to where they are now today. So to have that opportunity to collaborate with other agents and amazing vendors for free, it's invaluable. What I liked about today's event was the collaboration with all the agents here, sharing their success stories, some of the secrets of their success that other people may not get to know about them. I'm so glad I came. If you're wondering whether or not you should come to the next one, you definitely should, you won't regret it. What's up, Taylor Wadehofer here, owner of Houston Real Producers. We just wrapped up a Masterclass Houston event at Seasons 52. We had almost 100 people. I just want to give a shout out to all the panels we've had in 2019, 2020. We're looking forward to doing it all over again. If you're a business that services the real estate industry and wants to get connected and network on a high level, there's no better place than Houston Real Producers.